What is up, everybody, to the nations worldwide? This is the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning some money, living that digital nomad lifestyle. We are your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a digital nomad lifestyle, traveling the world while earning an income. Get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives all while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. This week, we have something special to share with you. Beginning in April, we are starting a Travel Couple Book Club. Every other week, we will be featuring a book that follows the themes of our podcast, which are travel, relationships, and business. If you want to follow along, go to our website, travelcouplepodcast.com, and join the list. In today's episode, we talk with travel bloggers from the states Daisy and Ninad. They talk with us about taking their round-the-world trip, how travel continues to shape their relationship, and how they transitioned from working in 9 to 5 to traveling the world together. So without further ado, here's our interview with Daisy and Ninad. I just want to say before you listen to this interview, there was a little bit of a delay in the sound, so just bear with us. It is an awesome interview. Today we are joined by Date. Oh, actually, sorry. Before I, I get to your guys' names, I know what you're gonna ask. How do I pronounce your name? Is it Ninad? <laughs> okay, that's close. That's. Uh, I know. I was just. I was like, wait a minute. Is it I was. I was really close to getting to it, and then I had to ask. <laughs> You should throw this in at the end or something. It'd be hilarious. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, so in a proper like Serbian, it's Nenad. Nenad. It, you know, like Americanized Western, it's Nenad. Nenad is fine. Nenad. Okay, got it. Yeah, I can remember Nenad. that. Yeah. Nenad. Nenad. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are joined by Daisy and Nenad of Working Wayfarers. They are a couple from the U.S. who began traveling in frequent but short trips that ultimately made them want to extend their travels. And finally, they began their round-the-world trip in November 2015. You can catch their travels on their travel blog at workingwayfares.com. Hello, Daisy and Ninette. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Thanks for joining me. So let us just get started by uh, letting you guys tell a bit about yourselves and what you do. Okay. That sounds good. So um, originally, I am an engineer, and I did that for about five years. Uh, but then I decided, uh, once I met my soulmate here, Daisy, that yeah. I would uh, wanted to travel around the world a little bit. And so right now, I'm currently and uh, we're running our blog and we have a couple clients and things so that is kind of the plan trying to do everything while we travel similar story here too i'm a publisher actually so okay in addition to my other job online we are run our travel blog and traveling the world awesome and how did the two of you meet <laughs> that's a that's a funny story it was through a mutual friend a, a polish girl Mm -hmm. um, we had met her each uh, with like it was like five years apart. I want to say a long time apart. And then one day we just all ended up at her house, 
and now, yeah it was... we've been kind of inseparable ever since gotcha so. exactly yeah <laughs> awesome and then uh did you guys have you guys been married we're not married yet we've yep. actually been engaged since december 2015. oh wow congratulations <laughs> thank you Hi. it seems like a really long time but honestly we're kind of traveling around and trying to pick that perfect destination for the wedding for sure <laughs> yeah are you guys thinking of having a destination wedding it is looking like the most likely thing we will do yes yeah gotcha gotcha Awesome. So, uh, after our introduction, we just like to talk a bit about travel with our guests. So, I'm going to ask you guys a two-word question. It's a very simple question, Ooh. but with a complex answer for so many. Why travel? Oh, oh my gosh. Right, <laughs> okay. So, as, uh, as, as I was saying, I mean, we were both in this corporate kind of grind, you know, just nine to five every single day. In fact, at the time I was living in Orlando, uh, Daisy was in Tampa, so we were about two hours away. So I would drive there one weekend and then five in the morning, drive back and vice versa. So we're going back and forth all the time, seeing each other on the weekends. This went on for about a year and a half. And finally, something had to give. And we realized, hey, wait a minute, we're still kind of young. We don't have kids yet. Mm -hmm. uh, I was born in Europe. Daisy was born in Europe. Right. So what the heck? Let's try to just spend as much time as we possibly can uh, abroad, traveling the world, doing some of these bucket list items and, and, and things that uh, that are a bit more difficult when you have children. Right. right. And also try to, to build a lifestyle that we're yeah. envisioning. So It seems like with the regular nine to five, you spend so much time in the office and life just kind of seems to pass by. Right team that you you sort of weekends and i think for both of us we didn't want to live only for the weekends we mm. wanted to get out and experience the world so you know why travel <laughs> why not yes why not, exactly right? very good guys awesome so where were you guys last where are you now and where are you traveling to next uh we just came back from to europe they're visiting family in a certain Macedonia. We spent a couple of weeks with them. Uh, it's winter, so it was really cold. We're from Florida, so we're really not used to anything cold. Yeah. And this was our first like proper winter, so we throw in a couple of snowboarding trips there just to kind of break up. But uh, we're currently in uh, Palma de Mallorca in Spain. It's one of the islands off the coast, and we're going to be here for a bit longer, getting some uh, some work done, and then ah, then next time we're heading to uh, Southeast. Asia. It's our first time visiting that part of the world. Nice. So we are excited. You know, it's the backpackers' rite of passage, and we can't wait to go check it out. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, when you guys were in Eastern Europe, sorry, it cut out there. Where were you guys there? Oh, sorry. We were in uh, Serbia, Macedonia, and we spent a little bit of time in Bulgaria too. Oh, nice, beautiful. And uh, what did you guys get up to while you're on that trip? Well, uh, besides visiting my family, eating a lot of food, drinking a lot of rakia, which is like a very strong brandy, and uh, yeah, you know, enjoying and snowboarding. And snowboarding. Oh, awesome. we love we love to snowboard. Yeah, where did you go snowboarding? Yeah. 
Uh, I went to two places. Uh, there's a mountain right near where I'm born in eastern Serbia. It's called Stara Planina. And, uh, it was awesome. It was so uh, just relaxed. Uh, I mean, they just built the, the lift a couple of years ago, so it's very chill. And uh, we ended up going to another place called Bansko in Bulgaria. Awesome. We had a party place. It was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. But honestly, it's like a fifth of the cost of anything in the U.S. and Canada. So oh, it's great. great. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. And then in in Spain, what did you, what do you guys or what did you guys get up to when you were in Spain? Ah, the Spain trip is uh, we're kind of here on on business and travel. There's uh, a, a potential company in the works and whatnot, but I I mean there's a company here on the island that we're working with. Okay, so we'll be here for a few more weeks, kind of finishing up some work here with them, mm -hmm. and also. Uh, you know, using up the rest of them, then it's Schengen time here in Spain. Gotcha. So right. It's a process of funny here. Gotcha. And then we will be escaping the cold. Yes, finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> gotcha. And then in uh, Southeast Asia, where do you guys plan on going? We are traveling on uh, Emirates, so we're going to sneak a little layover in, the, in uh, Dubai on the way there. And Beautiful. then. Uh, Kind of follow the the typical route, uh, Thailand, of course, mm -hmm. Cambodia, Laos. Going to try and get over into uh, Myanmar as well. Nice. And uh, Vietnam. Oh, awesome. yeah. That's going to be quite and the trip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and anything you guys are especially looking forward to on that trip? Hey, Mike. Sorry, did that cut out there? It did. It did. It did. Yeah. I think I know where you're asking what we're looking for, right? Yeah, yeah, let me try that again here. Okay. Uh, anything yeah. you guys are especially looking forward to on that Southeast Asia trip? Everything. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. All of the food, of course. Yeah. Uh, getting completely out of our comfort zone and picking yeah. up a different culture, it's, you know, it's going to be like nothing either of us have ever experienced. And uh, in Indonesia, we're looking forward to spending a lot of time on the beaches in Bali. Well, Hopefully sure. do a little surfing out there. Mm -hmm. Just enjoying the sunshine. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah, there's just so much to see there. We're going to kind of wing it. Yeah. But of course, we've got some bucket list as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, how long are you going to be on this trip for? That's probably going to be between two, three or so months. Gotcha. Nice. And then have you two ever been surfing before? Yes. I I lived in California for a while, so I learned how to surf when I was living out there. Awesome. And then also uh, every now in Florida, we head over on the west coast of Florida, so the waves are not good in the Gulf. Gotcha. So whenever we can, we, we head over to the east coast. The Cocoa Beach, but of course it's it's Florida. There's nothing really going on out there. Got ya. Nice. Okay, so this should be experience. Yeah, this this wave sounds like wise. wave yeah. wave wise. <laughs> wave wise. Gotcha. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. Sounds like an awesome trip you guys are planning there. So uh, traveling together, what has been your most rewarding experience together? I think it was actually a trip we took recently. I uh, ended up going with Daisy, of course, to 
Petra and uh, Jordan in the Middle East. And I've always go there and it was amazing. It was for my, my, my birthday. We were there walking through the, the canyon, uh, looking up at the treasury and all, all that. But, uh, it, besides that, it was, it was really seeing the people though, because obviously, you know, living in, in the U.S. and in Canada here. So, I mean, you hear a lot about the Middle East and until you kind of go and experience it for yourself, um, you don't really know what to expect. So it was just seeing all the people. I mean, we spent a day in Cairo as just a layover, and that was very, very intense. Um, Jordan was was more relaxed. The people were so hospitable everywhere. It was, it was, so it was welcoming. great. It was just so happy to have us there visiting. Uh, it was just such a rewarding experience seeing the locals and realizing that maybe the world isn't such a crazy, terrible place. Right. Yeah. As yeah. That that's so great to hear. And, and uh that's actually been a a destination that's been on my bucket list for a while. Probably since I've seen uh Indiana Jones actually. <laughs> so, yes. okay. so tell me a little bit of tell me a little bit about Petra and um your experience there. Like what was what was your the experience uh-huh. there? Wow, I mean, I could talk the entire podcast about it, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep it short. Uh, it was amazing. Like, this has been the top of my list forever. Daisy and I, we just, we realized we're so close and figured, what the heck? You know, uh, now's the time. Um, Petra was amazing. So we woke up at five in the morning. Uh, the day, you know, the... Beat we, the crowds. Beat in. the crowds. That's very mm-hmm. key. And then you have this, like, 40-minute walk through through this canyon. And uh, it's it gets really narrow and the whole time you're thinking like what the heck is going to be at the other side like you know of course you see the pictures but until you see it in person yeah it's not the same so we get there at six in the morning and we even beat the camels there now there was Whoa. nobody there it was amazing it was just a surreal moment awesome and uh i didn't realize how large the complex was it's it's just a it, it was it blew my mind i don't know maybe yeah it was yeah. really <laughs> something special i highly recommend going Nice. Absolutely, you guys have to get over there. And yeah, get out for yourselves. So, uh, do you, where do you stay when you visit Petra? Is it you said it was like a forty-minute walk to get there? Uh, is that the closest you can stay? Yes, we were literally uh, there was a hotel that was at the entrance of the park. Mm. So you have to either walk or you can go ahead and take like a donkey ride. And a lot of the locals are trying to. You know, they're trying to sell you on the donkeys and the horses and whatnot. But, um, yeah, the best way is honestly just to walk. So, no, you have to walk. So, gotcha. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but it was nice. Yeah. It was a very nice walk. It seems like and such we were a great yeah. camels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we love them. They're like the most chill animals ever. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, awesome. It was our first camel experience. Yeah. And then, uh, what else did you guys get up to in Jordan? Well, Jordan has a lot to offer, honestly. I didn't realize just how much there was, but I mean, we got in, uh, we ended up going to, uh, the Dead Sea for right. a day, which was awesome. You just, you know, you float and you do, I, I even did like an Instagram live video just for fun. Like, this is crazy. I'm, I'm like on my back in the middle of this water here. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. Uh, we ended up. I mean, that's the Holy Land, right? So there's all kinds of things on, on that side. There's a Jesus's baptism site, and you mm-hmm. go further down. There's all these uh, crusader castles, and then there's these amazing ruins um, in the northern part of Jordan. Roman ruins. Roman ruins uh, okay. in a town called uh, Gerash. 
Jarash, and they were incredible. And we've been in Rome before. These were out of this world, no joke. So, and then of course you have Petra, and at the end you have uh, a place towards the south called Wadi Rum, which is just a um, like a desert landscape. It, it's like Mars on Earth. Yeah, that's where they filmed the Martian episode. So, and that was just oh. I mean, we did an opening there. We did like you know with the Bedouins. That was just an amazing experience. So Jordan has so much to see. You guys will love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. plan that trip. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Now you touched on this a little bit, but it, it's unfortunate that in a lot of people's minds that the Middle East has become a uh, like a unstable area. Kind of you don't know whether or not you should plan a trip there. But you're saying that. You guys have recently been to Jordan, and Jordan is a completely okay place to visit, safety-wise and everything like that. Yes. Uh, there was not a moment in Jordan, anywhere that we went, that I felt unsafe, even like as a woman yep. traveling the Middle East, wearing my Western clothing. I like It was just, it was such a beautiful place. The people were incredibly friendly, and I felt very safe in Jordan. I felt as safe in Jordan as I do walking around my hometown in florida awesome yeah that's so great to hear really um i, I definitely want to plan a jordan trip very shortly and it's it's awesome to hear you guys had such a positive experience there so i want to turn this a little bit and talk about uh what if you guys have had any was your most awkward embarrassing or hilarious travel experience <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh, this one is maybe a mixture of all of these and uh, we were in Barcelona a couple of months ago, yeah. uh, staying at a hostel in the uh, the Gothic uh, quarter. Mm -hmm. So it was on the third floor, and I think the entire building had about six floors, maybe. So imagine like an elevator shaft in the middle, except with no elevator. Yeah. Right. Instead, there was like plumbing going down the middle of the building. That's just how they're designed, right? Yeah. So there are three rooms, and one is a bathroom. So literally, you can hear like. <laughs> everything going on from every single floor at any given time and then people were coming back after partying or whatever so there were like those kinds of noises too yeah and, you know like yeah like it was all we just we just started laughing like you know the most awkward part was like seeing <laughs> seeing the people out in the common areas the next day and being like, oh, all right morning. <laughs> 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 i heard like everything that happened Last night. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You'll have these interesting experiences when you're when you're traveling for sure. That's great. Um, yeah, what about your worst now? Worst travel experience together? So this okay. This is kind of it has a happy ending, but at the time it was the worst. Mm -hmm. So we have with cat people, we have two cats and while we're on the road, Nanab's parents take care of them for us, which is really nice. And we know that they're, well, we thought that they would be totally fine. Gotcha. So uh, we were actually Caribbean in Belize on a scuba diving trip. And uh, we got that call that no pet owner wants to get. One of our cats had been missing for a few days. Oh, no. And it was just. So sad. So this isn't necessarily a travel worst travel experience, but it was like a bad thing to happen when you're on the road. For sure. So she was lost, and uh, we actually ended up canceling the rest of our trip and flying home. Oh no! To try and find. 
So this is like the happy ending, but it was like the worst before that. Yeah. We get back and we like look for her all night. And it turns out that mm-hmm. she, she had been up a tree for a whole week. And uh, the neighborhood next to his parents, they, they found her in the tree and the fire department got called. And oh, right. <laughs> and yeah, right. We ended up reunited, but the worst is like missing things from home, I think. Because sure. like all of the bad, quote unquote, bad experiences we have on the road, we can always kind of get through them and you end up laughing about them later. But missing stuff at home, like, I think that's like the trickiest part about traveling for us. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely missing things from home. It, and you touched on a great, uh, a great segment there that we're going to transfer it into our, uh, relationship discussion here, where you guys will experience, uh, different situations on the road. And it all depends on how you get past them together. So, uh, continuing on into our relationship section, how do you feel travel has affected your relationship together? You broke. Oh, sorry, guys. It, it cut out there. Uh, I think just after I asked that question, can we start from that again? Oh, can, can you guys hear me? Can you. Yeah, we didn't hear the question. Can you can you just repeat that one? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, sorry. Uh, how do you feel travel has affected your relationship together? I think that it has made us a lot closer and stronger. Definitely. Yeah. You go through, uh, obviously a lot of positive moments, and also there are some just, you see somebody at their best and kind of like at their worst. For sure. And when you travel with somebody, those just come in droves. You know, someone might be cranky or something, or like Daisy, she didn't get her coffee in the morning sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> uh, it, uh, it just kind of it gets more amplified now because you're you're constantly in a change of flux. You don't have any stability as far as you know familiarity in in this way. So it it's taught me, I think, how to be more patient and how to handle these situations better. Yeah, so. definitely. Like when you're when you're traveling, you're each other's only constant, and it's easy mm-hmm. to kind of like lash out at the other person sometimes if things aren't going you know your way or you're uncomfortable or you don't feel good or if you're hangry or whatever. Right. So like as a couple, we've just really learned to grow so much from these experiences. And of course the, the high happy moments are make all of the difficult times so worth it. And we just grow stronger as a couple with for, every trip. For sure. Yeah. Especially uh, being able to look at it as a big picture and knowing that, uh, you guys are traveling and you got all these other positive experiences. The negative experiences just get washed away when you think about it that way. That's awesome. So when planning a trip together, who takes care of what? <laughs> okay, so I'm kind of like a dreamer. I have like all these crazy places and ideas and I want to go see this and this and that. So mm-hmm. usually I put together like a rough, rough idea of what we should do mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. so nana will figure out the flights and book those mm-hmm. and then i'll put together like where we are actually going to go in the country or wherever we go whatever we're doing and then nana's very organized so he pre- he puts it all in like a big spreadsheet gotcha. so 
he's yeah. he's he's the organizer and I'm kind of all over the place to be honest. Gotcha, yeah, yeah awesome. So and it's it's always good to have that balance in a relationship, right? Uh, of the dreamer and the uh, organizer. <laughs> Definitely really get stuff done together when you're like that. So what is right. the... I mean, I'm a dreamer too, except I'm a keeper in mind sometimes. You know, like it's it's not just all fun though. We have to kind of take care of other things too, you know. So it's it's a balance. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> for sure. So what is the best destination that you guys would recommend for couples that you've been to? Okay. So this could be well, I mean it probably is cliche, but there's something to be said about Santorini. If you're looking for the romance, okay, it's just gorgeous. Yeah, really. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was we we were there solar season though, so that might have that might have helped. But yeah. I mean, um, it, I guess it depends. Uh, it depends what kind of travelers the you know the the people are. I mean, if uh, if if you're looking to kind of unwind, I mean, I would say Mexico it, it was amazing for me. It's it's so relaxed. Um, but yeah, it. We also went to St. Lucia last mm, year right. for our friend's wedding, and just it was so was it was so romantic. Those are both like two big honeymoon destinations, and gotcha. I would say that for good reason. Yes. But if you want to have like crazy adventures for, you know, see things that are out of the ordinary, I would definitely recommend going to the Middle East and like going on that adventure together because there's something really special traveling as a couple and having those eye-opening experiences. Right. I, I, yeah. I would recommend going to Jordan and or Egypt even. Right. Like the culture and shock really, it makes you just so, you're like there together experiencing right. it. It's really beautiful. Or just anywhere off, off the path really because that way you're both out of your comfort zone. And I think if you can be out of your comfort zone during the trip, then you're going to, yeah, have like a life-changing experience. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And especially when you experience that together, uh, both being out of your comfort zone, you really get to play to each other's strengths and learn more about each other in that sense. That's awesome advice. So uh, closing this section out, what, do you guys have any more advice for a couple of travelers out there? Oh, just just go. <laughs> go and enjoy <laughs> it. And be patient with each other. And um, a lot of what would you say? I mean, I think if, if you're a couple and you both like to travel, it's it's so much easier, I feel, uh, to do that than going solo because, you know, you have like shared expenses, uh, you have somebody there to comfort you. So, yeah, definitely just just do it because I think people always wait for the best time to, to travel or even to do many things in life. Like, oh, well, I have to wait for the stars to align, then I will do this. But really... Like time just keeps going. So just if you there's a place you've always wanted to go, there's nothing like a spontaneous trip. No, no yeah. money will come and go, but I mean these experiences uh, they kind of stay with you. So yeah. Yeah, just take the trip. Yes, I couldn't agree more. That uh, excellent advice. So in this last section, we're gonna talk a bit about your blog and uh, more about what you guys do to kind of inspire others to really make travel more of a lifestyle. So. Can you guys take a minute and just let us know uh, about Working Wayfarers? How did it start and how has it evolved? Right. So this was uh, 
when we were starting to uh, to plan our initial trip at the end of 2015, so about uh, was three years, two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. um, I, I noticed that there were a lot of uh, travelers out there, and uh, people were, you know, talking about destinations um, and writing about them, and rightfully so. I think there is so much to be said about these and the pictures and whatnot, but I kind of wanted to get more into the, the nitty gritty, the actual lifestyle, because it's not as glamorous as, as it always appears on social media. Right. So I wanted to kind of talk about, okay, you know, yeah, you know, people here, you know, nobody's really won the lottery. People are probably working really hard to do this or they saved up a lot of money or they took some risks. So I think that kind of needs to be written about. So we're trying to have more of a balance um, on our blog versus just the destination. So more about that's where the working part comes from. Kind planning, of the budgeting. Yes. Things you can do to fund your travels while you're traveling. How to make money. I mean, those are all key topics that uh, they're not as sexy as, like we said, you know, here's Santorini and mm-hmm. we have a blog post about Santorini, of course. Mm-hmm. But, you know, these other real topics I feel like should be, um, should be kind of addressed because those are, and that's exactly what you're doing with your podcast too. So I commend you on that. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, like you said, it isn't all uh, sunshine and rainbows. There's there's work that goes in in behind all of this and in getting to the point where you can travel and make it a lifestyle for sure. So uh, back, yes. backtracking a little bit, where uh, where did the name Working Wayfarers come from? <laughs> well, I, I was trying. OK, so we were. Um, for example, uh, you know, one of the cute things we call each other is like bugs. I don't know where that came from, but that's just yep. like a thing. So we could have been like the travel bugs or something, you know, something like that. But there were a lot of people, you know, they already had the, these names, uh, you know, that were just individuals. I was thinking more like long term. I kind of want to eventually with this build some community. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can do like, uh, you know, retreats or, or, or some other things. So I kind of wanted to be maybe even potentially a forum in the future. So I was kind of thinking about that at the time. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was the best decision or not, but it just kind of, it just kind of stuck. So it's really a dichotomy of, you know, like you have, it's a balance. Like we said earlier, you have to, yes, it's awesome to wayfare and go crazy and to take like a three week road trip and, you know, not work a day, which we've done, but then you've got to come back and balance it out and have a really strong two, three weeks to, you know, because uh, that's the only way you're going to kind of keep uh, this lifestyle going. And really, it's not just travel. It's just it's about, you know, having freedom in a way. So work and play. Work and play. That's kind of what it came from. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And a, and a balance between the two, for sure. So with you two, and we touched on this a little bit before, uh, are you able to work and uh, remotely with your work? Uh, or do you need to... Uh, uh, return home for a little bit to uh, to work at home. How do, how do you guys go about it? Okay, so I'm lucky enough to have a job where most of everything that I was doing before we left on our trip, I was doing on a computer. Yep. Uh, online emails, website, editing, proofreading, all of that. So when we first started talking about travel, I was like, oh my gosh, like, how are we going to do this? I want to still have an income. Mm-hmm. Everyone, you know, you can do the freelancing thing as well, but it always takes a while to like gain, gain some motion with that, get some clients and get go. So I actually ended up talking to my, my, my boss and telling him like, I want to travel, but I still want to keep my job. And I was kind of ready to, to have to walk away if I had to. 
but to my like surprise and really like joy he was like okay like let's let's try it out uh i did take a pay cut which was well worth it so mm-hmm. i can work remotely but i basically can still keep doing 80 percent of my job from anywhere in the world and my company was really cool they went for it and it's been that way ever since and so i log in i take care of all of my tasks and then I have the rest of the day to explore whatever crazy place we're in. Yeah, that, that's awesome. So that was kind of that was an unexpected blessing, really. Yes, for sure. And uh, for for me, I, I was in a different situation. I mean, I was uh, working for an engineering firm, and um, it was the job was actually very nice. But I, I kind of had this idea as well that you know we we wanted to go travel and. Uh, we wanted to go for longer than just like the average two weeks. So I ended up going to my, my office manager at the time and I, I told him what I wanted to do. And I said, is there any way that I could be put on some sort of leave? You know, so like I will basically still be employed. Um, I won't get paid and so on. Can I do this for a couple months? And, uh, I mean, he, he asked uh, the management and, uh, really the answer was no, but, uh, cause I had a good relationship with the company and the, the employees there. I always knew that I, I, I would at least have a chance to get this position back. So that kind of mitigated the risk in my mind. And uh, during the process, I've just been I've been freelancing. I've, I've, I've been, yeah, you know, designing websites. I've, I've been working on some of the things just and uh, doing a blog and just doing the entrepreneurship thing as well. So it's yeah, that's it. It's, it's given me some time. So for sure. And, and that's. Uh, a really interesting way to go about it for the two of you is asking your current employer if you can take a leave or if you can do your job remotely. And especially when your job is, it consists so much of going on the computer and you just need an internet connection basically to do your job. Uh, it makes your, it makes that approach to your boss yeah. and ask them to become a remote worker so much easier. Definitely. And that's really, uh, I commend mm-hmm. you guys for both, for both doing that. That's a really awesome, uh, experience. And to open your eyes to more of a world of travel, I just want to talk to you guys about, uh, before you took this down the world trip, how you guys, uh, explain on your blog how you guys were doing less or more frequent, but smaller trips. When did you guys get to the point where you decided, uh, you wanted to make that, uh, longer around the world trip? It was, um, we went to Europe, actually, and uh, I want to say it was 2014, summer 2014, and it was a crazy trip. This was my first time in Western Europe, so we had like, 10 days, so we did a very typical kind of like American thing. Uh, Daisy's got family in London. We flew to London, so it was like two days there. Then we took the train to Paris. Then we spent two, three days there. And then we flew to Rome and Venice. It was all like all these places in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And they left us burned out. So we had a, a whirlwind. Whirlwind, absolutely. Gotcha. Wow, this was crazy. I want to experience this more, but I, I feel like we need more time. So after that, we really kind of started to think about it. Yeah, I mean, the typical American job, you have two two weeks off, two to three weeks off, and you take that time. Or I guess a lot of people just don't take the time at all, and it just was never going to be enough for us. So we had to change our lifestyle if we wanted to experience the world and and get out there right so that's kind of where it started from. yeah 
Nice. And then uh, when did the blog start? Did it, did it start during those less frequent trips and you guys thought, oh, we need to document this? Or did this come after you started the Around the World trip? It sort of started as a way that our parents could kind of check up on us and make sure we're, we were fine. Right. And like friends and family just to check in. And, and also we take so many photos. It was kind of what we have to share them somewhere. We wanted to share them and have something to look back on, have these memories and how we felt. And it's, it's like a diary that's public somehow. <laughs> For sure. And then I definitely see that you guys are uh, fairly active on Instagram. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Because when I, when I look through you guys' Instagram, it's awesome because I see you guys capturing moments. Uh, there's lots of Instagrammers who uh, set up their camera and they pose for the camera, which I mean, there are some posing photos, which are great. But for the most part, I see you guys, it looks like you guys are capturing moments, like action shots or moments of you guys together. And it, it's really nice, uh, a nice way of documenting your travels. Is this something you guys plan on doing with your photos or is this something that you guys just, it happens this way? Well, thank you. Yes, thank <laughs> you. Um, really, I... I take the pictures of Daisy because she's just way prettier than I am, right? <laughs> um, you know, I, I, of course, we do, you know, like the posy shots as well. It's it's hard not to do them. But, uh, yeah, the moments are kind of, you know, it's those you got to think about photography back in the day when it was analog. You know, you took one shot and whether, you know, you don't know if it was going to be good or bad. Those are the real the special moments. So I try mm -hmm. to uh, incorporate that a bit more. I'm also very lucky D Daisy is... <laughs> is very good at at being in front of the camera so right um that, that helps out a lot too but yeah i mean you but know for the most part we just we really just have fun with it that's it we don't spend time posing and i i definitely i'm a jeans and t-shirt kind of girl yes. i'm never gonna have a big suitcase with the pretty dresses in it so the posy stuff just doesn't work for us like we would rather just have fun and see what we can capture like that i mean I love following all those Instagram accounts with like the beautiful girls and their gorgeous glamorous. But for us, it was just, we travel light. <laughs> yeah, sure. So yeah. it's more about it than the setup. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like a breath of fresh air with you guys. Uh, and definitely there's those posing shots, but I, I definitely get the sense of uh, like enjoyment in your travels through your Instagram. And it's, it's really nice. Thank, so, you. thank you. I just want to talk a bit about um, any more advice that you want to give couples who are trying to make travel a part of their lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, as we said earlier, I think, you know, there's never going to be a perfect time, no matter what uh, people think. You know, maybe it's people think that you have to have a certain amount of money saved up or wait for the right season. Um, but yeah, if you're trying to do this more long term, it, you really just have to kind of start um, and, and of course, plan and have backup plans and contingencies and so on. But uh, yeah, just I think finances are the reason that people don't really travel as much as they want to necessarily. Yes. It's it's really it's difficult to, to get the money or 
or think that you have the stability, the financial security to go and take these extended trips. So I would just say, like, get on the computer. If you don't have any computer skills, like, learn something. Absolutely. Something that you can sell online, something you can do remotely. If you don't want to do computers, like, there's always way to make money. You just have to, you have to look for it. Yeah, and you have to do the work. Yeah, you have to put the work in. And so you can't really use that as a barrier for everything. Right, right. Because it will go. You have to get out there and find 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 a way to make it happen. Nicely put. Yeah, definitely. And and taking that action, if this is something that you want to do, taking that action to do it, definitely. I just, uh, sorry, I want to backtrack back to your Instagram really quick uh, because I wanted to ask this question. (laughs) Owners of five passports, uh, whose are they <laughs> and what are they? <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. You want to hear this story. So, Okay. Uh, well, I have, yeah. I have two. Okay. I was born in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, I moved to the U.S. when I was about 10 or 11. 10, okay. 11. So then I actually just got my American citizenship. Like America, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got my my U.S. citizenship in uh, 2015, like right before we went on our trip, actually. Okay. So I have two passports, a British one and a U.S. passport. Nice. Yes. So my story is a bit more complicated. So I was born in uh, Serbia, which at the time was actually Yugoslavia. So this is late 80s. Long story short, uh, my parents uh, emigrated from there to South Africa because that, that was just you know, that country was just accepting immigrants at the time. And it was great to be there. I was there in the early 90s. Nelson Mandela was becoming president. It was just like a crazy time. So I was there for about six years, got my African citizenship there. And uh, then in 1999, uh, my parents moved to the US and I became a US citizen about uh, five, six years ago, too. So that's just, yeah. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I was hoping to hear uh, something about Canada in there, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so that's awesome, guys. A really great story. And it was great to share this time with you. Now, uh, one last question. Going back to the wander list on your travel blog, you have a list of things that you want to get accomplished in your life through travel. What is the number one thing that you still have left to cross off this list that you want to do? Oh, that's oh. tough. Uh, Jordan was the top of mine, literally. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, I I need to put that on there, but I want to go to space. So, yeah, oh, nice. Or maybe on that Elon Musk flight. I don't know. That is that is a goal for sure. For nice. <laughs> I want to go to space. <laughs> so that would be separately, I think. Uh, number one for me... Ooh, I think it's got to be one of those overwater bungalows in like Bora Bora. Ah, right. Yeah. Nice. Okay, well, there you have it. Daisy and Nanette of Working Wayfarers sharing their travel stories with you today on the To the Nations Worldwide Travel Couple Podcast. I want to say a very special thanks to our guests. Thank you so much, guys, for taking the time out of your day to talk with me. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks. That's so fun. Yep. Where should people check you out and where's the best way to reach out to you guys? Um, people can find us on uh, on Instagram at Working Wayfarers and our blog. our blog too with the same name. Mm-hmm. And uh, they should definitely come check out the website. We've got a lot of new things in the works. We will be 
vlogging as much as possible now. So trying to get more just video footage out there, uh, you know, about the destinations and about the lifestyle. So that's kind of really what I'm excited about. Thank you to all of our listeners out there to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for you joining us on this podcast. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 10 for this particular show notes page. You can also join our newsletter there where we will send you an email every time a new episode of our podcast comes out and what it is about. Leave a comment on the page. We'll be sure to get back to you. And if you'd be so kind, please subscribe and leave us a review to this podcast. It helps us understand how we can help you better and deliver you valuable information about the world of travel. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide.